Hey everybody, Danny Jones, Singing News Magazine. Welcome to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. And my guest today is my fellow Georgia Bulldog, Sherry Easter. How are you, Sherry? I am good. Go dogs. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Now, now Sherry, she went on the normal plan to the University of Georgia. She got her four years in in four years. <laughs> I didn't. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> I did not do it. I love that school so much. I spent seven years trying to get a four-year degree. But I anyway, uh, Sherry, of course, is one half of the uh, husband-wife uh, team that gospel music has known forever. Jeff and Sherry Easter. Of course, now they also have their daughter on stage with them. Their son-in-law. Uh, just a great family unit. Y'all know who Jeff and Sherry Easter is. And uh, we'll just go straight to the most obvious question of the day. How have you spent the last two months in Lincoln County, Georgia? What's been going on there? You know what? If you got a quarantine, it's good to do it with wide open spaces. Mm. And so we've been very, very blessed. Um, my mom, uh, she owned all of the land around me. So when she passed away, uh, that added, you know, 20 or 30 more acres to us. So we just, we have been riding the golf cart. We have quarantined from here to a couple of our rental houses and uh, just, just tried, to, tried to make the best of a bad situation. Uh, it's not been easy, but I, I tell people I'm, I'm kind of uh, a perfect candidate for quarantine because I had a great uncle whom I loved and respected very much, but he literally came to our homes, family, came to our homes, knocked on the door with an alcohol rag because that's he wouldn't touch doorknobs and stuff he was very very uh ocd very particular about uh, I, so i we went through all of that and uh being brought up that way i've been i've been staying clean for years you know? <laughs> so not a whole lot has changed around here except the fact that i can't go get my hair cut when i want to uh it hadn't been colored in a while so i'm i'm really rocking some gray but otherwise, it's about normal for us. Well, but you know, there there is one good side to this quarantine thing right now. Um, the timing could not have been better for a new arrival. And of course, you're a grandmother again, and uh, it, this has allowed you more time than you ever dreamed of uh, to spend time with your newest grandchild. Bring us up to speed there. It is true. She's absolutely a joy. She's got the greatest personality. We call her little Polly because she just laughs all the time. And the only time I've ever seen her get angry is if you don't put her to bed when she's sleepy. And if you don't feed her when it's time, she gets hangry. So if she's wanting some food, you better deliver. But mm. otherwise she's great. She's got a great little personality. She waves bye-bye and she just kind of does that little hand everywhere when she does. And she music starts and she starts bouncing and she loves that. She can just hear an intro of a song and she starts moving to it. And uh, the first, I guess the first eight or 10 weeks, every time I would go to Morgan's, uh, I would, before I even went in, uh, because we were out and back during the quarantining, me and Morgan Landon and Jeff, Jeff and Mara, were the six of us were, you know, intermingling the whole time. So we knew that we had been exposed to the same things. So we've kind of quarantined along with them. And, but every time I'd go, I'd check the temperature, you know, you just want to, you want to be safe. 
And, uh, and, and that Danny, that's, that's really what's scaring me right now mm -hmm. is I think people are so afraid that they're not realizing that they could be safe and get about, you know, because, you know, Georgia, you know, we've been out, uh, you know, out from under quarantine for this is what our third week or something. And, uh, you know, I still am not going everywhere I want to, but I'm a little braver about the places I do go and I'm still sanitizing. And, but if we, if we sit home, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to get out and about like we want to in October or November, you know? So, trying to do a little bit of everything. I just know from being around people my whole life that it has helped my immune system. And we almost never get sick. So it's one of those things that, you know, I'm trying to look at both sides of the argument, trying to stay somewhere in between and just doing everything I know to do to be clean. Well, common sense will go a long way in helping to get through this time. And uh, of course, you're definitely well respected for having that common sense level. Um, you know, your peers, uh, all of us, we, we, we all, we've all literally grown up together and you were always the one who made the most sense. I'm the voice of reason. Exactly <laughs> I'm an old soul. <laughs> always have been. You know, I laugh sometimes because these people talk about, oh, did you see what these teenage girls were talking about? I said, no, I never was a teenage girl. <laughs> Yeah, you, you went from four months to uh, 24. My something. mama says I went from one day to 21. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I was serious from the day I was born. I'm more like my grandma. You know, my mama is very, she was very flippant and giggly and giddy and a little more like Jeff. And my grandma was, we have to do it this way, this way. No such thing as a gray area. This is black and that is white. Make sure you stay in between the lines. And so I was more like grandma. <laughs> Uh, it's turned out to be a great combination of you and Jeff, uh, you know, and you guys were at the time that Jeff and Sherry arrived as a group, meaning a duet in this particular case, you were a little bit, uh, well, you were the unique thing in gospel music at that time, because at that particular moment, after, after both of you left the Lewis family, went out on your own, uh, there was no duets on the road at that time. And you no. literally, Started you know, off with you and Jeff. I tell people all the time too, you know, be true to who you are. I cannot tell you how many artists that I have spoken with that would say, well, I think we're a little more progressive or I think we're a little more country Southern gospel, or I think we're a little more uh, family style. I'm like, you know what? Just don't think about it. Just, just be who you are, be yourself, record what you like. Uh, I got tickled one time because, you know, there Jeff and I had um, probably 20 years recorded together. And then I had the opportunity to do a solo project. And I started the album off with a saxophone because I love the sound of a saxophone. And I had one man bring the CD back to me and say he didn't like a saxophone. And that wasn't Jeff and Sherry. I'm like, excuse me, you don't know Jeff and Sherry if you don't think that a saxophone belongs to Sherry. You know what I'm saying? I feel like an artist knows who they are if they will just be honest with themselves and do what comes honestly and naturally. And, uh, and I think that's kind of been our blessing. I tell Jeff all the time, we get credit for things that we never did. We didn't plan to have one of us be funny and one of us to be serious. We didn't plan for one of us to be more country and one of us to be a little more uh, jazzy, bluesy, a little, little edgier. We didn't plan those things and how they would work together. 
like this beautiful, you know, wheels inside of a, you know, cog wheels, you know, it was, it was a gift from God and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and what you said is so true, especially about Jeff and Sherry Easter today, even though when you go on the, the platform, you, you, you have a little bit of an idea of what you're going to do. There are certain songs in your mind that you're going to do and things like that. But what you see is literally what you get. I mean, it's just Jeff and Sherry being Jeff and Sherry. And, and what I think that's where it comes across to people in our audience is they say, you seem so comfortable on the stage. It's because I'm not having to tiptoe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just up there having fun, you know, just having fun. We love what we do. And I got to tell you, Danny, there's been three or four times during this quarantine thing that I've spent time just crying just because I miss people. I miss looking at faces and singing. I miss hugging people. I'm a hugger. And uh, we actually did one date uh, up in Ohio uh, after the quarantine first lifted. It was about uh, maybe two weeks ago. And the sweetest young man, who was about 11 years old, he came up to me and he stuck out his hand to shake my hand. And I looked at him, I said, let's not shake hands today. I said, but I promise you the next time I come back, I'm going to hug you. And he said, okay, you know, it was really sweet and very respectful, but, uh, but I'm missing that. I am missing hugging people. Well, Southern gospel music or gospel music in general is, is a very, uh, for lack of a better word, it's a very touchy feely uh, community, yeah. you know, lots of hugs, lots of family. Exactly. You know, I have actually described this industry, you know, like to my people who don't know anything about the industry. I said, you know, how you go into an office and you have your favorite people to work with in the office and you have people that you just work with. They're just, you know, acquaintances. And then you have some that are your friends and you just can't wait to get to the office to see these. I said, that's kind of the way this industry works, you know, because this industry is like one really big office that we all work together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot tell you some of my closest friends are in this industry uh the people who were fans have become some of my closest friends you know so uh it, it, it's, it's, truly it's, a, it's, it's a unique little environment it is and it's one big family now i, I do have a question for you I, I of course knowing you and jeff as long as i have we've worked a lot of dates together and it whatever the size crowd you want to name we have seen it we've yes. seen it Till you can't get them in to, oh boy, did anybody know that this was going to happen? Exactly. Is it harder, in your opinion, is it harder to sing for a small crowd or a big crowd? I, I'm going to tell you my answer to that because I've done the both. And I told Jeff, I love the energy and the, oh, that comes with this, this 18, 20, 30,000 seat arenas. It is something that you cannot describe. It is crazy. Uh, your endorphins are just going through the roof. You are performing at your best and you are just so excited about it. Then you get into a church and there may be a couple hundred folks there and you get to look into eyeballs and you get to see tears come from people's faces. And, and that is just a, a, an emotional Lord, thank you for letting me see this. Let me, letting me witness what this music is doing. And uh, so I like both. Uh, I like the combination of both. But I will tell you a funny story, and you'll remember this, and this is why I want to tell you this. Uh, I thought the other day when we were going to this first Open Up After Quarantine concert, uh, I told Jeff, I said, well, I said, I don't know how many people are going to be there. I said, but the record so far for Jeff and Sherry is two ladies at Tweetsie Railroad. 
during the day that they were trying to crank up Southern gospel music there. And you did like three or four shows a day. By the last show of the day, we had two ladies. Jeff asked them their names and we catered an entire program to, it was like Myrtle and Ethel or somebody. It was hysterical. And we would say, okay, Myrtle, have you ever had a favorite Jeff and Sergio? What song do you want to hear? And it was hysterical. It was the most fun 45 minute set that I think I've ever done to two people. <laughs> and those two people will forever remember that and feel like Jeff and Sherry are my best friends. And no matter what anybody says, they are my best friends. It was great. It was great. Of course, Jerry, uh, you know, Sherry Easter is much more than just a singer. She's a writer. She's written several songs. You can hear those on many of the Jeff and Sherry uh, recordings, but she's also written a few books. How's the, uh, the book writing going these days? You know what? I'm actually in the middle of one. Uh, and the, you would think quarantine would give me a lot of time for that, but quarantine means that the house is not necessarily empty. And sometimes I have to have empty spaces to write. So I've got several ideas bouncing around up in my head. I've, I've started three or four songs. To me, writing is very, uh, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a catharsis. It, it's, just, it's really, uh, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, renew a right spirit within me. And, you know, that whole, you know, renew my heart, re renew my mind, creating me a, a clean heart, oh God, and, and renew a right spirit within me. And, and that's kind of what writing does for me. It kind of lets me put things on paper and then look at them and, and, and go from there. And, and so uh, I enjoy the process, uh, but it's one of those things that I don't force. So I, I've, I've been writing some during this period. I enjoy it. I love it with all of my heart, but, uh, but I do like to do it uh, in a very quiet room, a very quiet space. Right. And uh, I'm in the house with Jeffrey. <laughs> and he likes to talk to people all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but it would seem so unreal if he wasn't like that. We, I don't, I don't think we've ever seen a quiet Jeff Easter, have we? No. No, and it would not be Jeff Easter. But that's, but that's nothing wrong with that. It takes all types of personalities to make the world go around. But you want to hear the funny thing is he tells me I talk all the time. <laughs> you know what? We'll get Jeff on a Danny's Diary podcast soon by himself, and then we'll talk to him. <laughs> You know, the only thing I thought right there, too, does that kind of remind you of the movie Jaws just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. The, the fear. I could feel the fear back there. <laughs> you never know. Well, the only thing you can really say is you can expect the unexpected. Always. Always. And, you know, I tell him all the time, some of the funniest things he says is just out and about and around the house, just things that when we were just going, we're doing things, we're lifting things. And it cracks me up because people will ask a question in my brain. I'm thinking what his answer is going to be. His answer will be literally a 180 from what I'm thinking. He'll say, and it catches me so off guard that I just bust out laughing. Yeah. It's hysterical. And people tell me all the time, you laugh at Jeff all the time. I do because he says very unexpected things. Well, in, in, that, in that vein right there, what's the most unusual thing you've ever seen Jeff Easter do on a stage? Hmm. Oh, he shaved off Jeff Wisnett's mustache. Live 
during a concert. Yeah. We raised eleven hundred. But they but they raised how much? Eleven hundred. Just eleven hundred? Uh, I would have charged more than that. But eleven hundred dollars. They were raising money for a benefit just for, for Jeff's charity. For Jeff's charity. And Jeff said, you know what would be fun? And Jeff said, what? He said, um, let me shave your mustache off uh, during this concert. I don't know who thinks of things like that. Well, My brain doesn't think like that. And, and Jeff obviously liked it, so he's kept it off, you know. But, but, I mean, Jeff Easter was being very, very sacrificial there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a, a supreme sacrifice, sacrificing Jeff Wisnett's mustache. And, and that's the way I see it. Well, I will say this. Susan had put a bug in Jeff's ear saying, Jeff's been thinking about shaving his mustache off. And she said, I'd like to see it because I haven't seen it that way in a long, long time. No, and she um, she, yeah, she had never seen him without his mustache. So uh, it was, it was kind of a, a, a talked up thing, but it always still amazes me when Jeff, when, when Jeff is on stage and he starts doing one of those things, watch my head. It'll, it'll constantly just do this. Yeah. Cause I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And we see the same thing from Morgan too. She, she's kind of over watching. In a Morgan minute. is her dad. Yeah. Exactly. She, she is her dad. So she's thinking it, she's getting it before the rest of us are. Well, there's no doubt. She'll probably do it, but she thinks it. <laughs> there is no doubt. There is no downtime. Uh, let me rephrase that. There's no, there's no uninteresting times in the life of Jerry, uh, Jeff and Sherry Easter. Hey, you know, what's funny is you've done that like twice. Our pastor, when he married us was, it was a beautiful ceremony and he was near the ending. He said, in as much as chef and Jerry, yeah. Jeff and Sherry. So we answer to all of it. Chef yeah. and Jerry, Jerry and Sherry, Jerry and Shirley, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> I, you know, the, the, the thing is we're all not as young as we used to be. And I have found out this, and I think you even semi put this bug in my ear several years ago. When you reach the age of 50, there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that, that you can just get away with anything. Yeah. And yeah, I've enjoyed I it. Myself. And I think maybe the next, the next bump will probably be like 70, mm -hmm. you know, and there will be even more freedom. I think, I think what it comes from is, just feeling comfortable in your own skin. Right. You know, I just mean, really who you are, just being who you are and being okay with that. You know, so many people are trying to figure out who they are. I got to tell you the funniest thing for me being in high school, I took all of those tests, those assessments that tell you, you know, what you would do well in which, you know, field you should go into and all of this. And I took all of those and I it would always end up in something like, um, uh, like a leadership role, like in teaching or business or something like that. And I'm, Oh, well, I could go this, I could do this. And I could look at that. I looked at law. I looked at teaching. I looked at business. I looked at several different categories. And then one day it just kind of a friend of mine mentioned to me, said, you know, are you kidding me? You, you need to be singing. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay, I, 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 that's that's all right. I think I might do that. Honest to goodness, singing for me was always such a fun thing and such a hobby that I didn't really think of it as a career. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm so glad, you know, that one day it dawned on me. And so that's why I tell kids, don't fret, because I was panicked, you know, at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, that whole, oh gosh, what am I going to do? What do we, Mara right now. 
uh, baby, what do you want to do? You know, when you, when you get out of school? No, no. And I said, well, that's okay. Chill. God will find you, <laughs> you know? Hey, uh, you know, speaking of school, uh, we grew up in neighboring counties. Actually, there was one between us. Um, I was in Greene County. We had the Greene County Tigers. You were in Lincoln County, and the name of your team, again, was? The Lincoln County Red Devils. Red Devils, that's it. See, I'm over 50. I drew a blank. Um, but uh, so, you know, our schools played each other all the time in, in everything, uh, academic sports, regular sports, you know, so everybody knew everybody in Greene and Lincoln County just because we, you know, we played each other all the time. Little did we know, you know, some 30 years, 40 years later, however long it's been, we're all still in the same boat, still loving life, having a great time doing exactly what we want to do. Um, I know you feel especially blessed uh, to have been able to do the things you've done. You, you've not taken any of it for granted. You've made the best of every possible situation. And that's why Jeff and Sherry Easter uh, remain such fan favorites. You're just genuine people and uh, it shows. And that's, that's what people really like about you guys. Thank you, Danny. We, we do. We, uh, it, we, me and Jeff answered an interview one time that was a husband and wife, uh, ask the same question, see which answers you get from each one. And I'll never forget one of the questions. It was, what do you love most about Jeff? And I answered exactly almost word for word verbatim what Jeff said, what do you love most about Sherry? And we both said the way he loves people, mm -hmm. the way she loves people. And uh, my sweet little friend, Kathy, that works at the bank that I graduated with, uh, we came through the bank one day and Jeff was picking at her. He's always teasing somebody. He said, Kathy, go ahead and just let me hear it. What? Tell me about Sherry. Tell me everything about her, all the bad stuff. Tell me everything you can say. And Kathy said, I'm not going to say anything bad about Sherry. And Jeff said, no, seriously. And I'm sitting right there hearing this whole conversation. No, seriously, tell me everything I need to know about her. And she said, well, Sherry loved people and people loved Sherry. And I told Jeff, I said, nicest compliment you could ever give me because I do. I love people. I truly am an empath. You know, if you're hurting, I'm hurting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply compassionate. Uh, I love people, love, love laughing, love sharing stories. And, uh, and, and, and I think as the Bible says, you know, if you want to be a friend, you know, can, you know, be friendly, you know? Exactly. Hey, before we leave, we've got to talk just a moment about a project uh, just across the, the hill from you uh, that has become near and dear to your heart, Jeff's heart, everybody in that area. The Lincoln, I mean, I'm sorry, the Lewis family home place uh, just outside of Lincolnton. And uh, I've been there several times. Of course, I grew up around this family and, uh, you know, very special people. You can't walk out of the Lewis family home place without an appreciation of how groundbreaking that family was. And you, it's even hard to imagine it unless you go there. So I know there's something about that you'd like to share right now. Well, first of all, I've played at a lot of concerts. I've played in a lot of buildings. I've played in a lot of outdoor fields. And I've never had people uh, consistently leave the place and talk about what a special feeling there is there at the home place. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite compliments at first, somebody said, you know, this place is just a natural draw. 
And I mean, it really is. Um, it's a beautiful 48 acres, uh, lush grass pond. The first man-made pond here in Lincoln County is on that property. Uh, my grandfather and uh, some, you know, relatives built the house there in 1935. My mom was born in that house in 37. And um, Jeff and I, from the time we got married, we had wanted to be able to buy that place back. And I finally got the opportunity in 2000 and, um, 2004 or 2005, long about that time. And I told Jeff, I said, I'd love to be able to have concerts here. And so we did our first concert there that year off the back porch because we wanted to be able to raise enough money to be able to restore the house. Literally trees were growing into the house. And it was killing me that, that we were losing the opportunity to have this little Ebenezer, this place that we could remember uh, the Lewis family growing up and, and performing. And when, when the kids were all young, people would come all across the county and they would have like picnic tables and everybody would sit down near the pond and the family would sing. And so it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful setting there. And we still do it there. And this would have been our 13th annual, I believe. I forget the number now, but it, it would have been the, the 13th first time we've ever had to cancel. And uh, I literally cried the day I had to make the, the announcement because it's that important to me. But uh, I do want to encourage people to come to our concerts. We try to give you the very best in Southern gospel music. Uh, next year's lineup is going to be this year's lineup minus Greater Vision. Uh, their schedule conflicted. So uh, it's next year's concert is going to be Jimmy Fortune on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're going to have the Wilbanks. Uh, great friends of ours who've been here at the concert several years and performed. And we get to actually have them and promote them next year. And then also um, 11th Hour, uh, which that would bring in Morgan's uh, brother-in-law, Logan. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're going to be there with us. And then on Saturday, we'll be Karen Peck. And Jeff's daddy always ends up showing up. And we always end up having him to preach the Sunday morning service. And we all sing. And it's all about family. Little Roy is always there with his group, Little Roy and Lizzie Long Show. And then my Aunt Janice and her son, Lewis always perform. So it's a family affair. We'd love to invite you to come to be with us Mother's Day weekend in Lincolnton, Georgia. So go ahead, make your plans now. You've got a year to get ready. I've been there several times. It's one of the neatest events you'll ever go to, and it is just family, fun, and fellowship yes. all the way, and uh, you need to be there for it. So go ahead and make your plans now to be in Lincoln County, Georgia, Mother's Day weekend 2021. You can watch for it in Singing News Magazine. By the way, if you're not getting Singing News Magazine, Sherry Easter will tell you that you need to, and you can do that by calling 800-527-5226 or singingnews.com. Our guest today has been Sherry Easter. Sherry, before we go, anything else you'd like to say? Just we're so blessed, Annie. You and I both know it, and we're very blessed people. We've grown up and grown old together, and I thank God for you. So thank you so much for everything that you do for this music that we all love. Uh, you're very kind, and we appreciate Jeff and Sherry Easter. Now, folks, be forewarned. Jeff Easter will be on Danny's diary before you know it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead now and book my therapy session because I'll need it. But be watching right here on Danny's diary.